that they, you know, ended up copulating. Copper Woman and yeah. Snot Boy. Okay. And, uh, you know, she would sue them and hold them close, but wonder if the loneliness would ever totally go. And, um, you know, many times, therefore, she would hold the Snot Boy close and fix her mouth on his. And uh, she would. it would take almost all of the loneliness, but never totally. So here you have... That's a creation a story. A creation so story. So from Snot Boy and Copper Woman comes forth... Children, however, they're incomplete because Snot Boy's incomplete. He's not, you know, quite, he's not as completely human as she is. So he doesn't um, sound like he's been drinking beer yet. Not yet, but close. So what ends up happening is that one of the Thunder Beings' wives comes down and she's a complete man. Then they can have children that. uh, Okay. So here we have a creation story where people seem to have sprung forth from a woman creator. Correct. Very I prefer it. Yes, it makes, makes me feel makes better. It makes a bit more sense than the dominant scenario in this country. Yes, it does. I think we're out of time and we we're are. getting the... Uh, Frantic waving from Alex. <laughs> yes, Alex. Please join us next week for Ali Transboy Bratton and thank you to Yusuf Rabhi for coming in. I'm Charmy Golson. Just remember, what would White Buffalo Woman do, Ali? What would White Buffalo Woman do? We'll see you next week. Box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's that Pandora's box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe that means I have Half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food, and I'm hungry right now, and I'm cold. Well, actually, I was cold when I was on my way in, and then I warmed up. But it's so cold you could freeze an egg on the sidewalk. This is true. So I was driving into work today from Ypsilanti to Ann Arbor, and I was going down Packard in Ann Arbor, and, and I took a look at Taqueria Latica on Packard Street, which is not far from Stadium, and I said to myself... I need to go there again sometime. Oh, I noticed a little for sale sign on the window. Taqueria Latica used to be in that spot. You may remember that spot. That's what used to be the spot for Bev's Caribbean Kitchen, which used to be there. There's a lot of used-to-be's in Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti and all around Michigan and the whole world, in fact. It's just made me think about transitions in restaurants and changes going on. And last week I was talking to the owner of a new place called Cake Nouveau, so that's coming in uh, but we were talking about cupcakes, and I'm trying to remember the name. I think it just got me into a sugar high, and, and my brain shut off when I got to think of all the good flavors of the place. But cupcakes and fancy cakes at Cake Nouveau, that came in. Going out, however, is Shihan Shah on Washington Street. The Indian restaurant is gone there. And I noticed in the last few months, Kaza Kazana over on uh, over on Main Street has changed their name to... Chennai Villas, but they're still going strong. So lots of transitions in the restaurant world in the last year. And another one that came to mind is is a favorite place, La Chiche, the Middle Eastern restaurant, which has about 17 or 18 branches now across southeast Michigan. And they've gone through a lot in the last year. There's a, they've been in the paper a lot. And I was reading in the Ann Arbor News, Mary McDonough was writing a column on this, and she was saying the La Chiche link goes from plus to minus. She was talking about 
the owner of Lashish, whose name is Talal Chahine. And I'm going to read from this article here. In May, the Justice Department issued an arrest warrant for Lashish chain owner Talal Chahine on four counts of tax evasion and has linked him with Hezbollah, a Lebanon-based group that the U.S. says is a terrorist organization. Chahine has not been charged with any terrorism-related offenses and remains a fugitive. Now, meanwhile, one of the Lashish restaurants opened up not too long ago, about a year ago, after a really long wait in Ann Arbor, actually Pittsfield Township technically, on Carpenter and Washtenaw, and quickly got a very big following, lots of crammed car- cars, crammed in the parking lot, people crammed into the building, and then these 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 news reports came out about the owner of the larger chain, and the owner of the Lashish on Washtenaw is named Charlie Bazi. And it says here, when the news broke, his business dropped in half. And each time there's a development in the case, and it hits the news, as it did when Shahine's wife, Elfat El-Awar, pleaded guilty to income tax evasion, Bafi takes another hit, even though his is an independently owned business. And that's key because I've had a friend or two say to me, well, you know, isn't going to Lashish supporting terrorism? Well, there's a really, really, really long, long chain of events between Lashish and such things like that. Now... Here's what happened. This is an independently owned restaurant, Lashish. Now, they have paid a 5% fee to the Lashish chain, but Charlie Bazi has stopped doing that. And he's going to change his restaurant sometime this year. Perhaps it already has as we speak. It's been changed now to Charlie's Lashish. And he told Mary McDonough that he's probably going to change it to something along the lines of Charlie's Mediterranean food or something similar. The food is going to be the same. And so that's that's what he's had to go through. He said, Charlie Bazi said... The last time he had a day off was February 6th. That was the day he had to let... Actually, the day he had to let half of his staff go was the hardest, he said. So he's there. Charlie's Lashish is still there, and it may have a different name soon, but it's important that we look into all the details of these things just to learn about what's going on. A lot of transitions in Ann Arbor. There's also a new place that serves Polish food on in the South Main Market, which is on South Main Street, not far from Madison. And I need to get a little bit more information on that before I bring that to you, but... Yes, a new place serving Polish food. That place also has a Brazilian place, and our engineer is rubbing his tummy, just so you know. This is for for you people who don't have the visual portion of Pandora's Lunchbox. The engineer has just rubbed his tummy. Polish food and Brazilian food, and now you have something to say, Alex? You know, last time I was here, I was rubbing my belly about cupcakes. Yeah, we had cupcakes uh, on the show last week. So there's a lot of good things happening in Ann Arbor. Cupcakes, and did you get, can you come back and do the sound of the rubbing your tummy? Because that sounded really authentic. Get real close to the mic. Yeah, that's, he's rubbing his tummy. He's wearing a sweater, so he keeps nice and warm on this cold winter's day. I suggest you do that, too. That's beautiful. Now he's patting his head. This is very educational. There we go. Thank you, Alex, for helping us out. He keeps us all calibrated here at WCBN. Now, before we go further, I'd like to play a public service announcement for something that means a lot to me, and it connects with what we've been talking about. So here it is. Or maybe not. Hold on. No, wait, I got it. Food Gathers is Washtenaw County's food rescue and food bank program. Every day throughout the year, we fight hunger where we live. Call us at 761-2796 to find out how you can volunteer, how you can donate money, how you can donate food. Call us at 761-2796 to find out the role you can play in fighting hunger.
So that's food gatherers, Washtenaw County's food rescue operation. And a news item caught my eye in the Ann Arbor News recently relating to food gatherers. And actually, it was directly about Pfizer, which, as you may have heard by now, is leaving Ann Arbor. That's the end of 2,100 jobs in Ann Arbor for Pfizer. It's the largest private employer in Ann Arbor, and they're going away. And there was an article in the Ann Arbor News about the effect that that would have, the ripple effects and such, and they were talking about the different things that Pfizer has donated to, and food gatherers was one of them. Pfizer, it says here in the Ann Arbor News, has granted $25,000 a year to buying high-protein foods and nutritional supplements for the elderly, people with HIV, and others with specific health needs. So there could probably be all kinds of different arguments about corporations, good, bad, and such, but it's going to have a direct impact on, on several businesses. In a non-food-related thing, there is also the fact that Pfizer has donated to the University Musical Society, and from the UMS, a spokesman said that Pfizer contributed about $200,000 in sponsorship last season, and it was one of three major corporate contributors to the Royal Shakespeare Company residency last fall. And they also contributed money to the Huron River Watershed Council, and... There's a lot there, a lot of stories. That could be a whole half-hour show or half of a whole-hour show. But nonetheless, these are the ripple effects when things change in Ann Arbor. And I want to mention one other thing. Delat, the Vietnamese restaurant in Ypsilanti, went on sale about a year ago, and yet they're still around, and that is something that makes me rejoice. I have some of the menu on the screen here. I want to read some Delat stuff on the menu. I, I wouldn't try to pronounce it. I could try Cajo, number 50. Best try I could. Catfish steaks simmered in special brown sauce served with steamed rice. Kachung is catfish steamed with Chinese mushrooms, tomatoes, bell pepper, extra thin noodles, and onions served with steamed rice. Now, Lao Thap Kham is a fire pot of seafood, chicken, napa, mushrooms, and onions, and chicken broth served with, st- served with steamed rice vermicelli. And, well, it's just, it's all there at, at Delat. And Delat, by the way, is in Ypsilanti, and it's on the corner of Michigan Avenue and Huron. And it's been there for a long time. It's a place that, speaking of transitions, this is a place that put itself up for sale a year ago. And I'm not sure if they're still on sale, but they're there. So a lot of changes going on in Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti. Well, speaking of changes, is this really a change? The Ann Arbor Folk Festival is coming up. Well, the lineup changes every year. Here's some Rufus Wainwright, who is playing at the Ann Arbor Folk Festival. Cigarettes and chocolate milk These are just a couple of my cravings Everything it seems I like's a little bit stronger A little bit thicker A little bit harmful for me If I should buy jelly beans Have to eat them all in just one sitting
That is Rufus Wainwright. He's going to be at the Ann Arbor Folk Festival this weekend, and that is a very important song about food. That's Cigarettes and Chocolate Milk. It's Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food, and we're talking about restaurants and transitions and food and changes and that sort of thing. I was talking about the suddenly late-lamented Taqueria La Tica on Packard Street, and I was getting the word from Arwolf, who is doing the show at 7, Face the Music, and does so every Thursday at 7, that, in fact, the place called Big Ten Burrito which has had that name and I guess has gotten in some heat, burrito heat, heated up. Oh, Lordy, I don't know why. Sorry. Anyway, Big Ten Burrito. Apparently the words big and ten, when you put them back to back like that, are copyrighted and are owned by the Big Ten franchise that does the football and and, uh, the sports and a tingle like that. And so they've become bigger than ten burrito. They are now bigger than 10 Burrito. We all know about the Big Ten Party Store, which is now no longer with that name. Morgan and York now on Packard. Speaking of Packard. But the Big Ten Burrito is now bigger than 10, and that's a fact. Now, I was mentioning to Miranda, who DJ Miranda, who helped me out with last week's show about cupcakes and fancy cakes, that I was going to talk about food and transitions and restaurants that are and used to be. And she said I had to mention Afundi's. 
And so I will. Afundis is a place that I must say with some regret that I've never been to. But because of the digital age, I can go on the web and it's almost like it's there. It's kind of strange, really. And in fact, it's something that uh, I just wish that I, could, I wish I could go to now, but I can't. Nonetheless, I can read about it as if it's happening right now. So we have Afundis. This is a place, this is an article from 1997 on arborfood.com. The original Afundis Cafe boasts the best view in Morocco. Located in the mountains just north of Tangier, it overlooks the Atlantic Ocean on one side and the Mediterranean Sea on the other. And the owner ate there on his honeymoon last year, and the place made such a big impression that when he opened his restaurant in Ann Arbor this summer, he named it Afundis as well. And it's always nice to talk about the food that you used to have at these restaurants. And actually, oh... That's just a shame, because Miranda told me what she used to have at the restaurant. I've got it on a piece of paper somewhere, but I'll have to move on. In the meantime, well, what do you want for nothing? Rubber biscuit? Did you ever hear of a wish sandwich? Well, it's the kind of a sandwich that you're supposed to take. Two pieces of bread and wish you had some meat. Do 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 bom. The other day I ate a ricochet biscuit. Well, it's the kind of a biscuit that's supposed to bounce off the wall back in your mouth. If it don't bounce back, <laughs> you go hungry. Do 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 bom. The other day, I ate a cool water sandwich and a Sunday go to meat and bun. Do 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 what you want for nothing? A rubber biscuit? Do 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 Well, Lena's need. Let me try that again. Hold on. Let me just get this song playing again and get the end of. Uh, no, never mind. Here we go. Needless to say, that's what I was trying to say. It really doesn't work as well when you have to start all over again, but needless to say. That was The Chips and Rubber Biscuit, later immortalized by the Blues Brothers, and that's a song about food and a whole lot of other things that I really don't understand, which is essentially what it's all about. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's about 10 minutes to 7. Coming up at 7, it's Face the Music with Arwolf. You need to know that White Castle is going to give you the opportunity to reserve a spot on Valentine's Day to eat there. You can go to you can go to White Castle on Valentine's Day and you can get dinner by candlelight. 
That's right. 37 Detroit White Castle restaurants, Detroit area restaurants, will offer reserved candlelight dining on Wednesday, February 14th from 5 to 8 p.m. If you crave the steam-grilled goodness of White Castle, then you've found the perfect dinner destination to share with your favorite valentine. No, that didn't come out of my mind. That's actually from a press release. But you can actually go to there, and uh, a friend of mine noted actually that if you've got candlelight dinners with all that grease, isn't that a fire hazard? Nonetheless, it's true. White Castle is offering candlelight dinners, and it, it's it's very moving. Or you can get the Cupid's Crave Kit, a handy Valentine dinner-to-go package, and that includes eight cheeseburgers, one sack of fries, two regular soft drinks, a custom candy tin, and a magnet photo frame, a fun, customizable greeting card, and a special Valentine's Day coupon book, all for $20 in a sack. I'll take a sack of anything for 20 bucks, so that just excites the heck out of me, but just wanted to pass that along to you. Also an important news, dairy farmers in Wales are starting to label their milk with personal ads. I think it's about time that happened. This is from the Associated Press. Lonely dairy farmers in the Welsh countryside want to know their... Okay, try it again. Fancy a farmer? The timing is just brilliant today, I can't... I tell you. Fancy a farmer? This is great. Lonely dairy farmers in the Welsh countryside want to know. They're putting personal ads on their milk cartons in hopes of finding a date. The unusual customer outreach comes during the annual celebration of St. Dwynwyn's Day in Wales. He's the local patron saint of lovers. Of course. One farmer says his family thinks he's crazy, but his friends think it's a hilarious idea. He also says he hasn't had a date in a year. I think we know what that's about. The ads feature three men and two women and the question, Fancy a farmer? Along with the address for a dating website, pishynwales.com. That's P-I-S-H-Y-N-Wales.com. A spokesman for the site says traffic has increased about tenfold since the ads began appearing this week. Oh, and here's actually something I was talking about, Afundis, earlier. Miranda was mentioning them. She says their breakfast sandwich of spiced potatoes with egg and cheese on challah was the best, and I still miss it. (sighs) But here's something that you need to know. Tonight is Burns Night. It's the night celebrating Robert Burns, the national Scottish poet. He was born on this date. And in Scotland, they celebrate Burns Night. And in fact, Scottish descendants in Canada also celebrate Burns Night. Probably Scottish expats around the world celebrate Burns Night. And because he wrote a poem called To a Haggis, they celebrate with haggis. Many people do. A quick note of what a haggis is from Wikipedia, which is the authority on haggis. Haggis is the traditional Scottish dish. Although there are many recipes, it's normally made with the following ingredients. Sheep's pluck, heart, liver, and lungs, minced with onion, oatmeal, suet, spices, and salt, mixed with stock, and traditionally boiled in the animal's stomach for approximately an hour. It somewhat resembles stuffed intestines, sausages, and savory puddings, of which it is among the largest types. Most modern commercial haggis is prepared in a casing rather than an actual stomach. Okay, that's that's a point there. There are also meat-free recipes, specifically for vegetarians, which are designed to taste similar to the meat-based recipes. Haggis is traditionally served with neeps and tatties. In the Scots language, that's turnip and potatoes, each of these being mashed separately. This part I don't get. I'm going to read it to you, though. The neep is the yellow vegetable, Brassica napobrassica, or Brassica napos, variant napobrassica, called swede in southern England and rutabaga in North America. Does this make any sense to me or you? I don't know. Nonetheless, the haggis makes all the sense in the world. Perhaps you could compare it to a hot dog and what they're made of and the casing and all that sort of thing. But in the meantime, Addressed to a Haggis, sometimes called To a Haggis, is the poem by Robert Burns. I'm going to read a little bit to you of that translated into the English language from the Scottish. 
Fair is your honest, happy face. Great chieftain of the pudding race. Above them all you take your place, stomach, tripe, or guts. Well are you, well are you worthy of a grace, as long as my arm. The groaning platter there you fill, your buttocks like a distant hill. Your skewer, your skewer would help to repair a mill in time of need, while through your pores the juices emerge like amber beads. And it goes on in a very patriotic Scottish sort of way. Oh, here we go. Take note of the strong haggis-fed Scot. The trembling earth resounds his tread, clasped in his large fist a blade. He'll make it whistle. And this is good. And legs and arms and heads he will cut off like the tops of thistles. Because he ate haggis. You powers who make mankind your care and dish them out their meals. Old Scotland wants no watery food that splashes in dishes. But if you wish her grateful prayer, give her a haggis. In other parts of the poem... It is, compared unfavor- it is compared favorably to French ragout, fricassee, and other foods that really don't deserve to be as high on the plate as a haggis. And there you go. The translation of Address to a Haggis. I try to read the Scottish, but I probably wouldn't do too well with it. However, you're probably thinking to yourself, as I'm thinking, okay, if I can't hear it in the original Scottish, maybe I can hear it in the original Scottish with a Chinese-Canadian feel with bagpipes in a rap form. And, and I'm thinking, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. So let's uh, take a moment here to hear that before we before we leave this place and hand it over to Arwolf. This is this is from a website called gunghaggisfatchoy.com. Todd Wong is a fifth-generation Chinese-Canadian who has been holding Gung Haggis Fat Choi, Robbie Burns' Chinese New Year dinners, for 10 years. He's also a writer and a poet and plays a mean but joyous accor- accordion. That's according to gunghaggisfatchoy.com. And let us, din- din- let, us <laughs> let us delay no more in getting the lips to go up and down and do the whole speaking thing. Gung Haggis Rap Choi is now. Like taps of thistle. 
keep housing make mankind your care and dish them out the bill of fear. Old Scotland once not stinking well that drops in luggies. But if you wish a grateful prayer, give her a haggis. Give her a haggis. Old Scotland once now stinking well, give her a haggis. Give her a haggis. Oh, Canada once now stinking well, that drops in luggies. Oh my. Sensory overload. That's what WCBN's all about. That is from the website Gung Haggis Fat Choi. That is a Chinese-Canadian fellow doing in the original Scottish the Robert Burns poem Ode to a Haggis in a rap style set to an accordion. I'm shutting down here. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for some time now. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. And quick mention here, by the way, uh, one more bit of haggis. Why Why is it always traditional? Why does it need to be traditional? Why can't we have haggis lasagna? Perhaps you're wondering the same question. You can get on a website called, well, actually, on the BBC website. If you look up Woman's Hour, that is a program on Radio 4, and there is a recipe for Sue Lawrence's haggis lasagna. And that's something you know you need, and you know that I need you to give to me if you ever have a chance to meet me. Thank you again for listening. Our Wolf's Face the Music is coming up in just a moment. Yep, it's coming up. Here we go. Wait, hold on, hold on. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and it goes like this. Aren't that many cowboys these days? Not real ones like that. This is Hunvurdu from Tua. You're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's 7 o'clock. Welcome to Face the Music. Um, Tonight we have an important announcement to make, and that is that technology has finally caught up with the human libido. We've been waiting for this to happen for a long time. Uh, Let's just get this in here. Oh, yes. It has been recently brought to our attention that um, some intelligent person has combined an audio reproduction unit with an uh, auto-erotic stimulation device, which is to say there is now an, a uh, contraption that's essentially an iPod hooked up to a vibrator, and it's called an Omibod. You can see one of these if you have access to a computer. You can go and look, and there it is. It's uh, only two-dimensional, though, and tonight we're going to try and, in this next hour, 
reflect upon the concept of a national anthem that gets you off. <laughs> <laughs>